Bonjour, and welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds. A bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle du Je vois la vie en rose Il me dit des mots d'amour It is I, the kid cop <laughs> I'm calling to order this meeting of the amateur detective club <laughs> I am the kid cop again My name, <laughs> it is that I'm Miles Newberth, boy detective. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. Ooh. Ooh. It's a very spooky club for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing today. Uh, yep. Spooky ghosts. Well, I wish there were spooky ghosts in this one. Mm-hmm. There are not. Spoilers. But it is one of those things of, um, there is a mysterious lady at the beginning of this one. It's, it's called, true. we were looking at the one called The Veiled Lady. Yeah, it's way less spooky than it could have been. There's yeah. really not much about the veil. Um, it is interesting because I was looking on Wikipedia for this specific one, mm-hmm. and it's apparently not traditionally part of the Poirot Investigate series. It's yeah. part of his, like, early work. Yeah, I found that one. Early case. So, yeah. So apparently it's like a bonus thing that the audio book tacked on. It's so, cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the full story there, but I'm interested if you guys do. Like, anyone out in the internet. Tell us about yes, the publishing yes. history of Poirot's early short stories. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, just at me. Publishing Please, history. Just a th- <laughs> yes, just a nice thread. <laughs> yep. Um, so... Who is the master of ceremonies? Oh, setting setting is me. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, so Poirot and Hastings are hanging out in their apartment, and they're having a time. Potentially. Who knows? Who knows what they do? Who can say? It's it's hard (laughs) to tell sometimes. And Hastings is listening to Poirot talk about how discouraged he is because everyone's too afraid of him. So there's no new cases. Um, and Hastings talks about a recent theft from a jeweler's shop window on Bond Street. And mm-hmm. uh, they found that the perpetrator didn't have stones on him. He just had paste copies. And the real jewels had already gone on to an accomplice. So then mm-hmm. a lady arrives, a heavily veiled lady in Spanish lace. And she calls mm-hmm. herself Lady Millicent Castle Vaughan, who is engaged to the Duke of Southshire. And she is wondering if they, if Faro can help her recover a letter that would anger her fiance. It was a racy mm-hmm. letter to a to a soldier back in the days she of wrote. her youth. Some she nice, wrote in her younger days. Yeah, yes. some nice fan fiction. I want, I want my name to be Lady Millicent von Castlesburg or whatever. Millicent Bystander. <laughs> I want my name to be Lady Millicent Bystander. <laughs> that is actually my name. <laughs> it's been a trick the whole time. Yes, yes. That's it's part of your spy cover. Uh huh. 
That's, or, or is it my spy name? It's hard to know. Who can say? Oh, no, you can never say. can tell. No. Ooh, espionage. Espionage. You gotta have that, the uh, certain amount of espionage for, for espionage. espionage. Oh, boy. Yes, you do. Oh, now that all our listeners are gone, let's just talk about... <laughs> Let's just talk about our days. Just... <laughs> so, no, uh, so what? What about the crime? What's going on? What's going on, guys? So, there's one suspect, um, and it is Doctor Levingston. Uh, no, it's just a guy named Levin. I presume. Yeah. <laughs> and the crime that he has done is, is blackmail. Male, yeah. He, he, he invited Millicent Bysander, Bysander over to his place to, uh, to just, you know, chat, maybe some Netflix, I, you know, just hanging. Um, oh, boy. And he's like, I have a puzzle box, and in this puzzle box is a secret letter. And she apparently tried to grab it, and he was like, no, I'm too fast, I will hide it somewhere. You will never find it. And then he twirled his mustache and run, ran away. And ran off into the distance. <laughs> um, and, uh... <laughs> and he's like, give me the, give me the, give me all of the money, mm-hmm. or your fiance will know about your it. Fiance will find the letter. Mm-hmm. So of course, um, as in our last short story, um, well, Poirot had also been lamenting the fact that sometimes he he is too good, that he's too moral, and doesn't have a burglar's or a criminal's brain. Yes. Fortunately, fortunately, this is. The Perfect opportunity for them to go playing burglar in there's Mr. One, Lavington's uh, house. Oh yes, yeah, so there's one other thing of note, and it's uh, earlier when Poirot was like, "Oh, the criminals are too afraid of me; they do not want to do crime. They know I'll catch them." And Hastings is like, "I don't think the burglars actually know about you, Poirot. <laughs> I think you're insane, Poirot. I think yeah. they have no idea who you are." It's no, Bill Nye in my head, which is way too old. Yeah. Vivian, but I want it anyway. Hastings, yeah. no, they just don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he, they just, they, they are gonna try and break into. I am Bono, and you are the Edge. Yeah, they're gonna try and break into Mr. Living Room's house. Um, <laughs> to help Millicent. <laughs> For a minute, I thought maybe you had just misspoken. <laughs> it was like... But yeah, so they're going to sneak into his house, and they basically... Poirot is like, I took an ID from Jap or something and told the, the servants to scoo because I have to do some investigating. And then he took a saw during the day and just sawed the the locks off yeah she, he told him he was there to install a security yeah. system he's like here's my card it says i'm very good at security systems here's the policeman's card so i'm backed by the policeman yeah officers yeah it yeah. clearly yeah. is the psychic paper from doctor who is what yeah. he's <laughs> what pretty much he yes. doing in this i love this i don't know it's so, so they weird. basically go to what it's so bizarre it's so bizarre yes yeah but they go into the house and they mm-hmm. commit a crime Yes. Which is, I guess, Miles' purvey. So, but the suspects are Hastings and Poirot? It's very confusing. Yeah? Yes. Um, I yeah. guess now this is a second crime, and what happens 
we know how they do this one because we're there with them. We're there with them, and Poirot tells us he did the the, ha- the sob the catch of the window. Mm-hmm. Hastings was amazed because Poirot's just like uh, he's like, oh, did you bring a lockpick? He's like, no, I will open this window right here. He's like, how did you know that was the one? He's like, because I opened it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they sneak in and they start looking around the study. And Poirot's like, mm, I must use the little gray cells, and starts just thinking. Which, and sitting, and in, sitting in someone else's house, just thinking. <laughs> and he's thinking, like, you cannot just bring me to someone else's abode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and uh, then finally snaps out of his, like, oh, no. It must the, be in the kitchen. The kitchen. It's always the kitchen. And whereas Poirot, the, not, whereas Hastings, Hastings is like, no, I'm pretty sure let's stick to the pantry. But, of course, Poirot. Of course he's right. Poirot. Yes. Because he's like, there's so many things you could just hide in the kitchen. There's pots, there's pans, there's so much going on in <laughs> the kitchen! It's like, oh man, yeah. he ripped the note up and put it in each individual spice case. Yeah. And he will reassemble it. That's not where he hid it. That but would be a bad hiding spot. It was actually hidden in a hollowed log at the bottom a of the small log wood pile. In the, in the back of the coal depository. Yep. Whatever that is. Cole's yep. That's Ugh, that's not good. Mm. I know it's not a swear, but I'm gonna bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so guess what I said, people. Alright, um <laughs> It's just nasty. We all uh, have we all yeah, we all have coal kilns in our butt. What are you talking <laughs> about? I'm getting way up there and squeeze out a diamond? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't listen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he finds it and then they go home. They go home. And then Hastings wakes up the next day late because he's like, oh, it was, we were up till four in the morning. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Ugh. And he wakes up and he goes to the living room and Poirot is reading the note and it goes, oh, this note, it's pretty naughty. It's a naughty little note. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. Then Lady Marmalade and then uh, Lady shows Marmalade up. shows up and is like, "You should take a break for some ads." And we're like, "That's so weird that it's in the book." Oh, what good yeah. timing! I guess we should do that. Yeah, she's so smart. My fave, my best friend, Marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> hey Tristan. Hey Christina. Do you like anime? I don't know. Do you like me? I, yes. Do you want to watch anime with me? I, I, yes. Do you want to make it into a podcast? I, uh, yes. Great. What's it going to be called? It's called the Animazing Podcast. When it comes out. It comes out every Saturday. Bye. <laughs> and we're back. And, we're and so back. then Lady Melisandre, uh, <laughs> the Red Queen, um, she, she, I don't know what that one is. That's a Game of Thrones one. Okay. It's good. Oh, thank, the red thank lady. Goodness you sorry. can speak to the Game of Thrones crowd because yeah, we lose got that this. whole crowd without you. I what know. Is it, the Copper Throne. Probably. Oh, the Lithium no. Throne. <laughs> the Mercury Throne. This is droopy. <laughs> but yeah, our our lady of of the puzzle box is very very relieved that they have found it and retrieved the letter. And she says, okie doke, I'm going to take this puzzle box. Okay, I'm going to send you something nice after my wedding. Bye. But Poirot's like, you know what? You know what? I don't think that's quite it. I think there's something else to this. Mm -hmm. I think. 
that the fake letter was just a red herring. Yes. I love this moment because they they play nice for just long enough. Like she's like, oh, I would love it as a souvenir. He's like, no, I must have it as a souvenir for me. And she's like, I'll give you something better than a box. And he's like, no, these all I require is just the box. It is fine. <laughs> and and then she's like, no, I must take it. And then he's like, all right, we are done. Ronda Sean. <laughs> There's the swear. There it is. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Two in one episode. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. But, but yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. The jewels, the actual six missing jewels from the Bond Street robbery are really inside another compartment in the box. <sighs> oh no, it turns out our lady Millicent is not a fashionable, you know, highfalutin lady. After all, she's just Gertie, an accomplice of Lavington whose real name was actually Reed, um, and they were in on the jewel theft, and then Jap comes in and arrests them, right? Yes, yep. yeah. He's Great. Like, so apparently the guy who killed Livingston and was replacing him... Also La- died? No, no, no. Yep. They killed Livingston, and the guy who was replacing him was part of the jewel thief, but yeah. was like, I'm going to double-cross these people. I'm not going to give them the jewels. And so she was like, I don't know how to find the jewels. I will get Poirot to do it for me. Mm, because all the criminals do know who Poirot is. Yeah, and some of them even hire him to do their work. Yeah, and Poirot brings that up and is like, dunk. Yeah, it's I'm good. famous. <laughs> Thug life. <laughs> <coughs> so. Exactly. How many right, mustaches? Guys. I really liked this one. Um, it was chill, like, it was, it was fun, like, the interactions were good, and the, the mystery was pretty, like, light and easy, like, it was a, it was a really nice, just, like, quick listen. I'm gonna give it a four or five stashes. Yeah, same. I liked it a lot. Four. You'd probably say three. It was absolutely fine. Sure. All right. Um, and it was weird, noteworthy. That this mm-hmm. one was read by our friend Hugh Frazier and not David Suchet. Yeah, which yeah, is that's right. Which I is... was thinking the entire time, gosh, David Suchet sounds weird. <laughs> I totally did. Oh, he recorded this when we had a cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, uh, this is, I mean, it's, not, it's fine. Like, it's really well done. It just sounds a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm very, okay, so that was why it wasn't him. Yep, it was, it was not him. But he does a very good job. I'm curious to see if the next one is David or Hugh. We'll see. Yeah. It's a mystery. Like yeah, everything we're... else in our podcast. Yes. Okay. I call this meeting adjoined. Gavel sound. Jacques. There <laughs> it is. Alors je sens en moi mon cœur qui 